0: Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful day you have made. We thank you for making us alive to see this day. We thank you for your love, your mercies, your forgiveness, your kindness, your peace, your long suffering, your joy. Thank you for provision, for food, for clothes, for our homes, for safety, for security. Thank you for good times, happy times. Thank you for every good thing you have done for us. Thank you for everything you have allowed to happen to us. We say be thou glorified in Jesus' name. Even as we want to start this Bible study, we ask that you speak to us through your word, O oh God. Everything you want us to know, God. Lord, communicate it to us. Help us to hear from you, O oh God. Give us this word that will change our lives, this word that will strengthen us, this word that will make us happy, this word that will... Um, make us look more and more like jesus christ thank you because you have done it we invite your spirit here we invite your wisdom your knowledge your understanding the spirit of counsel your spirit of might the spirit of the fear of the lord and your holy spirit here into our midst oh god speak to us through your word lord we trust in you and only you receive the gloriation of days in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen so i want to welcome everybody to this bible study It's nice to have you listen in today. And I pray that now that you have joined this Bible study, that the spirit of God will continue to work in your hearts, help you to know more and more about his word, help you to grow and speak to you. Open your eyes to understand the word of God whenever you read. And if you're not yet born again, I pray that the Holy Spirit will convict your heart and forgive your sins and welcome you into the fold. I pray that God will choose you because the Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. And the Bible told Abraham to count the stars and and say and told him that um your children or your descendants will be as many as all the stars. And that was a very interesting promise that God. Give to Abraham. And guess what? Although we might not be from the direct lineage of Abraham, um, we don't know if we are or if we are not. But good news is that God has engrafted us into the tree, right? That He has chosen into His tree of salvation, right? So if you did agricultural science in school, engrafting and, and or grafting, forgotten forgetting how to put it, but engrafting is when you make a space for a branch, right? And in, in, the, in the trunk of the tree, and then you put a branch that is not supposed to be part of that tree and then put it, insert it into the space you carve inside the trunk of the tree and tie it up with a very tight um, tie. And then after some days, that branch becomes a part of that tree. And that's so interesting that we that are from a wild tree have been plucked out through the blood of Jesus and through the power of God. And we have been inserted into the family of God. And that is awesome. So even if you are not a direct descendant of Abraham, you are going to partake in the blessings of Abraham. Amen. So today we'll go to a Bible study. But before that, we're going to take our hymn. So let's take our hymn now. Today's hymn is Deeper, Deeper in the Love of Jesus. Amen.
1: Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Deeper, let me go. Higher, higher, higher. In the store of wisdom, more of grace to know. Oh, deeper yet I pray. And higher every day. And watch wow, the blessed Lord. In thy pleasure's only one. Deeper, deeper. Blessed Holy Spirit, take me, dear, first, dear. Till my life is all lost in Jesus, and His birth got clear. All day, I yet I pray, and I am every day, and rise, the blessed Lord. In my house of holy In Become dull, just hush while let me in the holy of of Jesus, let me feel you Oh, dear, I and I will every day and rise the blessed Lord, in that precious holy word. He there, every day, Jesus, till all Christ Finds me the and it is what he made. Perfect and at last, oh day I I pray, and I yeah, every day, and wiser just with me in my precious holy word. Deep in the face of Jesus. Holy, Faith, and Truth In this power, i so proud of you from love, love is positive. All these higher I pray, God's yes, I pray, and higher every day And while the Blessed Lord in that God's holy
0: word, amen. So, it's God's will for us to be deeper every day, wiser every day in God's holy word, right? And higher every day in God's holy word. So, um, there's something that came to my mind while we were singing it's about the engrafting of this branch into the tree so as you as you as when you come to jesus christ in surrender he makes a space for you in that tree and engrafts you and ties you up as you read god's word you go deeper into the tree and then you begin to grow right and then there's a place in john 15 where jesus said that any branch in me okay let's read it so that it will it will be directly from the source i don't want to paraphrase it's john 15 and john 15 says In the King James version, uh, let me see. So John 15, verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. So as that branch and into the tree, if we do not bear fruit, he will take it away. Huh. That makes me understand that if, even if you become a Christian and you don't grow, uh, God can just, you could just fall off. And in fact, God is the one that would break you away. He's scary. And... We have a lot of people that are Christians and they're not trying to bear fruit. Have they not read this part of the Bible? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he take it away. So how will it be if you are a Christian and you're not growing in the word of God, you're not reading the word of God and then you have your branch part of the tree and you're not growing you're not reading god's word you're not praying in order for you to bear fruit because this fruit is the fruit of the spirit if you don't bear fruit god will cut you away from the branch how can it be that god will cut you away from the branch and you expect that after some time maybe when you come back to god and surrender how will it, will it you forgot to now put you back. Once, even if you, once you, to be fair, is that not like wasting God's time? Right. So God had mercy on you the first time, took you from the wild olive tree that you have been. Should we read it? So let's read. Let's start from the top. Let's let's read from the very beginning. How do we know that we were wild olive? trees? wild olive tree, wild olive branches. Romans 11, verse 24. Please open your Bibles to Romans 11, verse 24. The King James Version says in Romans 11, 24, it says that, um, let's read from 22. It says that Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. It means the seriousness oh severity. So that's how to spell it. So the fact or condition of being severe. So the seriousness of God, the gravity. Behold the goodness and the gravity of God. On them which fell, the gravity, right? Or severity or seriousness. But to us, goodness. So if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shall be cut off. I think this is a sentence. And so let's read from, oh, okay. We need a lot of context here. We have to read from, let's read from first, verse quickly Romans 11, verse one. I say then, had God cast away his people, God forbid, for I also am an Israelite, okay? Of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So, yeah, Paul is part of the Abraham seed, physical seed, right? Now, God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not what the scripture said of Elias? So don't you know what the scripture says about Elias? How he make it interception for God against Israel, saying, Lord, Elias, that's Elijah. Lord, they have killed thy prophets and digged down thine altars. And I alone, I am left alone and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace, but if it be of works, then it is no more grace, otherwise work is no more work. What then, Israel? what then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election had obtained it, and the rest were blinded, according as it is written, God had given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, yes that they should not hear unto this day. And David said, let their table be made a snare and a trap and stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back out always. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their salvation he's come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy so this part is talking about the real seed of abraham that's the israelites the jews right they were the real seed but and god chose them in the beginning to save them however along the line they were blinded and did not accept jesus this, the son of god and because they rejected god if you want to read it is um, john in john verse 1 it says that he came to his own jesus came to the israelites but re- they received him not they did not receive him but as many as received him to to them he gave the power to become the sons of god so we that have received jesus he has given us the power to become seeds of abraham or to being grafted into the tree or or the same thing as to um enjoy the blessings of Father Abraham. And then the Israelites, the real people, the the pet child, the sweet child of God, the one sweet child of God, their eyes were darkened that they may not see. And they stumbled and they fell. Okay, so, so, have they stumbled that they should fall, God forbid, but rather through their, through their fall, Right, salvation has come to us. Right. I don't know if I, I'm a Jew, but I don't think I'm a Jew, but um, because the Jew has fallen, God faced some other people, and thank God for their fall, we are able to come to salvation. Otherwise, we would be worshiping some idols somewhere and be slaves and sacrificing our children to idols, be depressed, full of sin, just walking around waiting for the day will be destroyed because. Honestly, human race was already condemned, but God just chose one set of people, that's Abraham, to save. And through Jesus, we can all now be saved. And then don't question God because he is God. He knows what he's doing. And we should be happy that we have gotten mercy. You can't do anything about it. Just be happy that you have mercy, right? You do not. If you can do something about it, then you would have brought yourself into this world, right? But you did not bring yourself into this world. You did not make yourself a man or woman. God made you all those things. God did not make you a fish. So you should be thankful for that. So God did not make us stones. He made us um, humans. And for the fact that you're listening to this video, it means that you have been chosen to be interested in God, right? So many people are just walking around They're not interested in God. And that's how we would have been if God only focused on the Jews. But because they rejected, they had free will too, just like you have free will. They rejected Jesus and God sent his love to us. And ah, so many good things to talk about, but, um, now, if the for and i want to say that God knew he for knew all those things, he for knew that Israel would reject his love, he for knew that he would have to extend his love to the gentiles, and he forecrucified Jesus because Jesus has been slain in the spiritual from the foundation of the world, and all those things are just playing out in the physical because he foreknew all those things, and that is why the, the, the initial atonement for sins, the, the lamb was working partially because it was a picture of what jesus had already done at the beginning so it was like a snapshot i don't know how things work in the spiritual but we would know someday like sacrificing lamb uh, during that period for your sins was a snapshot of jesus sacrifice on the cross so it's like um a mirror like a shadow um displaying the shadow and god would be like okay yeah 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 be clean." When once he sees that shadow, um, by the act of sacrificing a lamb, it's it's represents clean um, um, salvation at that time during time of the law. But after Jesus has come, you don't need to do the shadow. The real thing is here. He has come. He has died for our sins, and and we are now being engrafted into the the tree. So let's keep reading. Where did we get this concept of tree? We got it from. Here, where it says that, um, okay, so. so it says that through their salvation, through their fall, salvation has come to us, the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy, so, so that they can be jealous. Don't know how that works, but <laughs> verse 12 says, now if the fall of them be the riches of everybody in the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more is their fullness? So if their form um, gives us an opportunity to be saved, how much more if when they become saved, how much more when your Jewish brother that only believes in the Old Testament um, opens his eyes and now the whole Jewish world is saved and um, accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, how much more? great that would be for even for us gentiles so for i speak to you gentiles in as much as i am an i'm the apostle of the gentiles i magnify my office if by any means i may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them for if the casting away of them be a reconciling of the world what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead for if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the roots be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, as we are wild olive tree, the Gentiles, we were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast thou bearest not the root but the root be so Jesus is the one holding you Jesus is the root of the tree he's holding us and he's the only reason why we are we are saved right and God is always going to inspect that tree and check in that we are bearing fruit and because of unbelief the Jews were broken off and we, we, are standing by faith. So we should not be high-minded, but just continue to fear God and walk out our salvation with fear. So if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. So behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity towards the goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou sh- also shall be cut off. And it's the same thing as the, the the verse we were reading, John 15, where it says that any branch that does not bear fruit, John 15, 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, God take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he Project it that it might bring forth much fruit. So especially even if you are the Gentile, right? We that were saved by grace. If we don't bear fruit, God can like take us away from the the, the branch. So we have to bear fruit and not take up space on God's tree for nothing. And they also, if they abide, not still in unbelief shall be grafted in. So it says that in Romans eleven twenty three, 23, God is able to graft the juice back into the tree, right? For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? So it's easy to actually graft the Jews back into the family of God. This very sensitive scripture makes me feel jealous, but I'm not jealous because Jesus' love, Jesus' love is now mine. Jesus' love is now mine forever. As long as I continue growing in the word of God. And if our brother, our fellow Jews come to the knowledge of Christ, they also enjoy Jesus' love. So, like, the, the, the tree... Let me not go deep into agriculture, because I don't even know agricultural science, but let me just... um, There's no discrimination in the, the word of God, in, in the tree. There's no discrimination. There's no racism. So, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. That's what the word of God says. There's no discrimination. Whether you were part of the tree from the beginning, from Abraham whether you had a covenant with God and that's why you're in the tree or you're like me that was engrafted by mercy, we enjoy the same things. So let's quickly go to today's lesson. It's kind of interesting to dig deeper into this place in um, John 15. It says that we should bear fruit or else we will be taken away. But when we start bearing fruit, God will purge us that we might bring forth much fruit. Now it says that we are clean, that's John fifteen three says, we are clean through the word which Jesus has spoken to us. So this is Jesus' word. John chapter 15 is the words of Jesus. And John fifteen four says, abide in me and I in you. And that leads to our hymn, deeper, deeper in the tree, deeper, deeper in the word of God. Jesus is the word of God and he's the tree, he's the vine. Deeper, deeper in the word of God, then we would grow and bear fruit. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So, um, um, say He, um, fifteen, verse five: He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much more fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Thank you, Jesus, for this blank check that you have given us. Yevon is our Father glorified that we bear much fruit, so shall he be my disciples. That's interesting. So we are in this Bible study because we want to abide in Christ. So we wanted to abiding, in um, reading God's word, sharing with each other God's word. We will quickly go into our study today, and it is Daniel. I hope you enjoy the preamble, the roots of a lot of stuff, and it stems from the inspiration that God gave me from uh, him, and that's awesome. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, speaking to us. I don't know what who that word is for, but I pray that he has blessed somebody. But today's real study is about the end time, and it is from, we'll be reading Daniel. Ten, and we remember the diagram that we drew last time. What would happen um, at the end of the day, at the end of the age? So um, I pray that God will help us to um, understand this diagram, and then move on to Daniel ten. So the diagram was was drawn by the inspiration of God following the the visions that God showed Daniel. So, if you were not here the last episode, go to the last episode and listen to it. And I pray that God will help us. I will also reiterate the reading sequence of the end time study. Let me use this opportunity to do that. So, this is a sequence of reading, of how we'll be reading. Um, let me increase the point. So, um, this is both a video and an audio podcast. If you want to watch this podcast and see me talk, please download the Podroom app and go to Women Prayer Group podcast and check out this episode. It's about Daniel 10, End Time Part 6, I believe. You can also check it out on YouTube. But if you want to, if you want to chat with me, I'll be in Podrum. So this is end time reading in sequence. We would read, um, we are right now in Daniel 10, right? So we started, the first episode was Matthew 24, verse 1 to 15. And in verse 15, Jesus said that, okay, in verse from 1 to 14, Jesus told us that before I come again, these are signs of, the end of this world. And we emphasize why will you want to know what will happen at the end of the world? As a human being, since you are living on this earth, you would like to know what's next, what will happen. And so that you would know if the world will end in your time, that is why you should be interested to know what will happen at the end of the age. And luckily for us, Jesus has told us what will happen at that time. And he talked about famine, he talked about pestilence, diseases like COVID 19, and talked about um, wars, like the Ukrainian war with Russia. You know, he talked about a lot of things. And we are seeing all these things, and it looks like, whoa, well, the world wants to come to an end. But he said something else. He said, that, Go check out what Daniel said. Daniel said, The time will come that a president, a king, will set up an abomination that causes desolation in the holy place so last week we came to kind of like a revelation that an abomination that causes desolation in the holy place and what is the holy place like the holy temple in the only days the temple was the physical church but the temple now is our bodies so is it that this ruler wants to set up an abomination in our bodies and how is it? Be? Is it gonna be like an injection? Is it gonna be a vaccine? You know, how what, what what is this abomination that causes isolation in the holy place gonna be like? What is it gonna be? Like? And so we're still studying it. We started from Daniel 7, the first of the visions that God gave Daniel. That took one podcast or one Bible study. This took Daniel 8 took two Bible studies. Daniel and I took one Bible study. And we drew the diagram because Jesus did not leave us um, without a timeline. Although he did not tell us when it would happen, but he told us the timeline of the period the, the period of time, this man of sin, this king, this ruler is going to spend doing all these activities. Hereby we would know that that is the end of the world. And so We drew a diagram um, last week and I'm going to share it with us and try to explain it to us. So this is a diagram that we came up with last week. It started, um, so Daniel 9, verse 27, tells us that he will confirm a covenant with many for one week. And based on how things were going, we saw that we've got to understand that one week meant seven years so a day was a year and for one week that's seven years and and then daniel okay and then his intention was to rule for seven years right so that is what he did he confirmed a covenant with many for seven years and then in the midst of the seven years some activities were called and we by the revelation of god know that midst doesn't mean like 3.5 years in the middle of the seven years that like within the seven years all the activities will occur does that show us off a lot because we were like trying to fit in a timeline between um in the midst of the seven years and the midst means in the middle right of seven years around that is rain. it within is rain that's when all these things will happen so we saw that some things will happen um within this rain and Although he said he was going to reign for seven years. um, um, In Daniel 8, we read that the angel told Daniel that everything he's going to do is for 6.3 years. Right? So his intention is different from the intention of God. Right? So everything he's going to do is going to be for 6.3 years before he is destroyed by the brightness of Jesus' coming. In 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, that's what, what the Bible says there. So within the 6.3 years, Jesus said that he would stop the daily sacrifice for 3.5 years. So daily sacrifice, I don't know what that means, but he's going to stop it for 3.5 years. And then he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Then also around that time, in between that time, we don't know where one will start and where one will end. That is why these two timelines are intercepting. So around that time, he will persecute the holy people of the Most High for 3.5 years, according to Daniel 7, verse 25. So that is what Jesus told us to go check out. in Daniel, like the abomination that causes dissolution. These are all the things he will do. And then this man of sin, this Antichrist with this little horn will be destroyed when Jesus comes to take us home. and Daniel 7, verse 21 to 22 tells us that. And 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 8 tells us that. And then Jesus said that blessed are the saints that see the, the period. So in Daniel, we, we fasted forward to read Daniel 12, verse 12. It says that blessed are the saints that see this period, right? And then we since Jesus is coming with the brightness of his coming to destroy the antichrist here, and that is the same time 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 8 tells us that we will be raptured, we'll be caught up with him. Because it said immediately after that happens, right, um, we'll be caught up. But we can't conclude this yet until we read the, until we read, um, until we go back and read Matthew 24, 16 to the end, because that's what, we have to go back to Jesus, right? We'll tell, we'll be like, Jesus, we've read Daniel. We've read what you asked us to read. Now we will go back to read um, verse 16 to the end. And Revelations, um, we want to read that because it echoes what Daniel saw in his dreams, right? When he says that, um, when it it said that um, he would set up an abomination that causes desolation, in the holy place, our bodies, right? And that in revelations it says that you will be forced to take a mark um, in your right hand and your forehead. And if you don't take that mark, you will not buy and sell. So, this is a period where, you know, Jesus has told us not to take the mark. We'll be saying no to the mark. So, we will be persecuted. Um, the holy people of God will be persecuted. And that is. Um, That is why we will be reading Revelations um, as part of the reading um, for this end time series. And I I, I, I pray that you'll be blessed by everything. So let's quickly go to Daniel 10, which is the study for today. It is a quick one. And um, Daniel chapter 10. So Daniel 10 says that In the year in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia. So if you backtrack, Daniel lived through Nebuchadnezzar, the person that took him captive from Israel to Babylon. He was strong for God. He and his three friends were thrown. His three friends were thrown into fire, and Jesus appeared. His three friends, he and his three friends refused to defile themselves with the king's meat. Daniel was shown in the lion's den, and he God helped him. So Daniel lived through Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's son, he didn't work directly with Nebuchadnezzar's son called Belshazzar, and God was not happy with that son and wrote something on the wall. And then Daniel came from where he was. He wasn't working for the king, but where he was to interpret what was written on the wall. And that same night, um, Belshazzar died as well. And and then after Belshazzar died, the kingdom went to the Meds. The Meds and the Persians were the next people to rule after the Babylonian king. So the Meds ruled next. And Diros was the die Darius Darius was the king um that was ruling when Daniel saw the vision in Daniel 9 but now another king took over I don't know the full story of how Darius that loved loved Daniel right he was the king that was concerned when Daniel was thrown in the into the lion's den he was like Daniel has your God saved you and so that was Darius and then this is Cyrus, another king of Persia. So that's so interesting. Like the dream that Daniel saw was already coming to pass even in his day, because the 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 goat, the the, the, the ram, that was attacked by the goats, You know the interpretation of that. Um, the ram is the king of Persia, Median Persia. While the goat is the king of Greece. So shortly after this Persian king the the greek one would come and hit and hit the the ram right if you are following all our bible studies and then many kingdoms will rule and rule and rule onto this little horn and this little horn is the is the man of sin that we are all waiting for um as long as god gives us life to wait for him and if we leave this world before that time I hope that these Bible studies will still be available and the word of God is still available to the people that are that would experience the man of sin so they know the times, right? They know when this end time will come, when this world will come to an end. Amen. So in the third year of Cyrus, King of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel. That's another thing. There's so many things that ha- have been revealed unto Daniel. So this is another thing being revealed unto Daniel whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine into my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled, and in the four-and-twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hidekel. then I lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a certain land, clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of of hers. This this is all. You know, like, if you, if, you keep, if you keep, like, looking at this earth, you think that this, like, is the best thing ever, maybe having a, a cool car, a cool house, a cool job, or maybe a cool startup, you think that, oh, that is all that is life. But you know that there's another life prepared for those who have eternal life here on earth. So if you already have eternal life here on earth, You've already been enrolled to God's anti-aging program because after this earth is over, after you die, you would rise up again and live eternally. And this is not popular because the God of this world has blinded the eyes of many people from seeing this truth. And so this is interesting. This man exists and that is... um, that is a vision of how we might look like when we get to heaven, right? Yeah, so just that, Just keep that a little piece. That is just an extra. The most important thing is the eternal life you have. So then I lifted up my eyes and looked at me, old the man clothed in linen. So clothed in linen, linen is cool. Whose loins were girded in fine gold of uppers of, of and his body was like the burial and his face as the appearance of lightning and his face as the appearance of lightning and his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like in color to polish brass. Wow. So his hands and, and the feet, the, the skin was like glowing, so beautiful. And then and the voice of his words, like the voice of a multitude. So I've always thought about what will I look like when I get to heaven? Like, how will I be? Because I'll be transformed to another body. And I'm happy that by grace of God, I'll be part of the people that are like that. So this is like a vision. And Daniel saw of someone from, from the other side, from, from the heavenly realm. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in deep sleep on my face and my face towards the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, Understanding the words that I speak unto you, sorry, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. I want us to put emphasis on a man greatly beloved. Last week, I was talking about Daniel Nye where where the angel said that, God loves you very much, Daniel. Like, <laughs> that is so cool. And now, Daniel, God really loves Daniel a lot. So let's keep going. And when he had spoken unto me as to trembling, then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. That is weird. From the day that Daniel started praying, he said he was praying for one, three weeks, right? And from the time he started praying, he was not even supposed to pray as long as three weeks. He was supposed to just start the first day of praying and get his answer. But well, guess what? From the time he started praying, so he said he started praying in Daniel 10 verse 2 for three weeks. Then the, 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 the angel or the person that he saw, Daniel 10 verse 13 said that, see, there's a person, the prince of this kingdom of Persia that you are, is a prince of, of this Persian kingdom. He, he withstood me for 21 days. Man. This evil spirit withstood this messenger from God for 21 days and guess what? Michael, one of the chief, chief princes came to help him and he remained there. Okay, so help me and I remained there with the king of Pe- the, I remained there with the kings of Persia a tiny lowercase king So they're not even one king. So, yes, there are several kings of pressure. That means that wherever you are listening to this Bible study, there are kings of your, your country preventing you from hearing from God, preventing you from receiving the blessings that God has for you. So that is another prayer point. Lord, destroy these kings in the name of Jesus The Bible says the name of Jesus is greater than every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every prince of America should bow. Of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. That is what the word of God says. That's what the word of God says. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So our prayer every day should be as we pray, as we ask God, when we see that. We are praying and the, the prayers are taking too long to be answered. We bind, we begin to bind and destroy in the name of Jesus. And we begin to plead the blood of Jesus against every prince of whatever country you are in. We lay in God's blessings, we're laying God's messenger, waylaying right? We laying and preventing God's messenger from coming to you. Right. So whatever is preventing and hindering God's messenger from bringing his message to you, rebuke them by the power in the name of Jesus. And so now we've learned from Daniel's example that this is what we should do because the power told us that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers that we cannot see. So this prince of Persia, a Persian kingdom, and there's so many kings of this kingdom Preventing God's message, message and messengers from coming to us. And then he remained there with the king of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the later days, for yet the vision is for many days. But this will not happen. I've come to tell you what will happen, but this will not happen until many days pass. So, and when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground and became dumb. And behold, one like the single to of the sons of men touched my lips. The so son that looks like a man touched Daniel's lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O oh my Lord, by the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me and I have re- retained no strength. 17. For how can the servant of this, my Lord, talk with this, my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and said, O oh man, greatly beloved. Oh, God loves you very much. Okay. Read it in Another version. When he says greatly beloved, it means God loves you very much. Fear not, and peace be unto thee. Be strong, ye be strong. And when he has spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee. Do you know where I'm right and now i okay so you know where i'm from right i just came from fighting with against the prince of pressure and come to you to show you this vision now will i return to fight with the king of the prince of pressure and when i am gone forth lo the prince of gracia shall come so there's the, that's the next kingdom that will rule greece at that time <clears throat> Greece, and then the next time is Rome, and that was during Jesus's time on Earth, right? So after Babylon ruled, Mid, the Medes ruled M E D E, then the Greece um, um, and and ruled, and then Greece ruled, and the Rome ruled, and then on and on until I think America is ruling right now. So the Prince of Gracia shall come, but I will show thee that which is noted in the Scripture of truth. So there's a scripture of truth. There's a book of truth. And there is none that hold with me in these things. So nobody helps me, but Michael, your prince. Oh my God. <laughs> so Michael is Daniel's prince. So let's read. I would like us to read 19 to 21 in the living Bible, just for emphasis and to read it with um, almost normal English. So let's see. Um, 19 of okay, let me say 18. Then Daniel 10 18. Then the one who seemed to be a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. God loves you very much, he said. Don't be afraid. God loves me very much. Don't be afraid. Calm yourself and be strong. Yes, strong. Suddenly, as he spoke these words, I felt stronger and said to him, now you can go ahead and speak sir for you have strengthened me he replied do you know why i have come i am here to tell you what is written in the book of the future so there's a book of the future then when i leave i will go again to fight my way back to heaven right and then on the way back there's this prince of Persia, and after him the prince of Greece only michael the angel who guards your people israel will be there to help me so michael guards that israel staying in babylon and for a child of god there is an angel guiding you and there's even god's presence that's the most important one god's presence guiding us um remember when moses was like when God said, "I will let my angel go with you, guys," and Moses said, "No, no, no, God, go with us. If you don't go with us, if your presence don't go with us, I'm not going anywhere." So the most important one, even more than the angel, or or the man that's really beautiful, wearing linen garments and has a beautiful skin and a brass hands even much more powerful than that man or Michael is God. God, when he goes with you, when he is with you, when his seven spirits are with you, when Jesus is with you, living in you, you are more than an overcomer. Amen. And in your job, you will stand out. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to compare yourself with other people because As you continue to look to God, before answering any email, look to God. In answering your boss, look to God. In solving your problems, asking God for help every day at your job, you will succeed. In fact, God will begin to give you solutions that will help you to be the best. Because Daniel had an excellent spirit because of God's presence in him. So just continue to maintain God's presence in you. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. We'll soon close now. And I just want to lay emphasis on God loves you very much. You see that some people say, does God even love me? Daniel did not hear that God loves him very much by watching TV like 24 hours or being on social media or reading novels or reading books written by um, pastors that you don't even know what their secret life is. No, Daniel or reading motivational speeches Daniel got to know that God loves him by seeking God. He had to fast for, for three weeks. He did not eat anything, anything good. He did not even have bath. He did not even put perfume on his body. He, he did not do it for three weeks. And, and, and he had to do all those things just to hear that God loves you, just to have this assurance that God loves him. God loves you. But you don't know it because you don't stay close to God's voice. You don't even hear it when he tells you. God loves you. And if you can only hear these words of assurance, words of love, by reading God's word every day. When you read God's word every day, you would see little glimpses of God's love for you. It will pop out of the page. God's word, Jesus, will become flesh as you eat it it will become flesh in you and you begin to have this assurance of his love for you. You would not, you would begin to love what he has given you, the beautiful face he has given you, the beautiful body he has given you. You would love the intellect he has given you. You will not want to change to something else that he has not made you. You will appreciate what he has given you. When you read his word, you begin to see his love for you. So, as I said before, like unrequited love is when somebody loves the other person and the other person doesn't love the person back. Now the person that loves is giving all this love, is doing all these nice things. But the person that does not return the love cannot understand it. That love is irritating to him. So you cannot receive God's love. You cannot enjoy it if you don't come to God. Right, you If you don't come to God, and that is the only way, the only person blinding your eyes from coming to God is Satan, right? And I pray that God will have mercy on you. and open your eyes to, to know the love of God, to overcome the wiles of the enemy. Now, when I say Satan, I don't only mean blinding the eyes of unbelievers. Even Christians, like Satan tries to distract you with a lot of things. It could even be your ministry. It could be mission it could be social media. It could be even church activities. Just anything that can stop you from reading God's word and, and receiving the love of God or, or discovering the love of God from his word. The devil is ready to put those things your way. Whatever will stop you from hearing these words that God loves you so much. God loves you very much. He would prevent you from seeing all the beautiful things that God has given you. He would let you compare yourself with people that you don't even know anything about. And if you are fortunate to know what they are going through, that's the only way you would be grateful, right? But it doesn't happen every day. It's not every day you go to. In fact, I've, I've never, I don't, I've never seen Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos Like, so if I say I want to be like them, that is, I am just going to like get depressed, right? Because I don't know what they're going through. I don't know if they are worse than me, right? So by the word of God, when I read the word of God, I see all the nice things that God has given me. And I enjoy it and I enjoy God's word, right? I don't try to be like all this, other lot of people that God has not made me. And all thanks to the word of God. So if you're depressed right now, or if you're sad, you're suicidal, you think that there's nothing in this world for me, that's a lie of the devil because you're not reading God's word. Come to God's word. Worship God. Worship Jesus. Read his word. And then you will find love. You will find his word of love. Seek him. Seek him. And He is ready to come and embrace you. And I pray that as you continue to seek him, you will find him, you will find his love in Jesus' name. So let's pray right now. Thank you, Lord, for your word that you have spoken to us. Um, if you're listening right now, if you've gotten to this part of the video, I would like you to just ask God to help you to read his word so that you can experience his love from his word. Ask God, Lord, I know you love me very much. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son Jesus to die for you and I. And if only we can believe in him, we will not perish in hell. We will not perish every day. We will not perish every day. But we would have everlasting life. So God loves us, gave us his only son. If we believe in him, we will have eternal life. And he told us that eternal life starts here on earth. But if you don't believe in him, we are already perishing every day. So there are two kinds of people in this world, those who are enjoying eternal life and those who are diminishing, they are perishing every day, they are regressing, they have not signed up into the anti-aging program of God. They don't have eternal life. they are perishing. So what side are you on? I just want you to come to God and say, God, please help me not to perish. Help me to believe in you. Convict my heart of whatever sin is it. Choose me, Jesus. Choose me, oh God. And help me to see the light of God. Help me to read your word. Help me to pray. Help me to understand your word. Help me to glean love from your word. Help me to go deeper into your lo- word. So that you, I can go deeper and enjoy all the nutrients from your roots and bre- bear fruit. In the name of Jesus, help me, oh God. That the opportunity you have giving me to be grafted in to the vine. That opportunity you have given me, I would not misuse it. I would not just be a Christian to fill in the blanks of religion. But I will bear fruit so that I would not be plucked out. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you because you have done it. But I will thank you, God, for your word. Your word is perfect. Your word is comprehensive. It's cohesive. It is it is perfect, unique. I give you praise, oh God, for how all these things just come together to show us how much you love us. Lord, I ask for everyone that is listening, including myself, oh God, that you help us, oh God, not to fall into the trap of the enemy, oh God. Remove whatever whatever scale he has used to blind our eyes, oh God, and remove it and help us to come to your word, read your word daily and get your love and get your peace and remove anxiety from our lives, remove depression from our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you would give us your power to read your word and understand your word and grow in your word and bear much fruit that would last in the name of Jesus. I also pray, oh my father, for those people that don't know you, that you would choose them. I pray for the people that are sick, that you heal them and save them. People that are molested, that you set them free from molestation, oh God. People that are kidnapped, give them a way of escape, oh God. People that are oppressed, depressed, that you would give them your joy that suicide, oh God, let them meet with you and save this one. So, oh God, I pray for the people that are under the bondage of the devil, possessed, Lord, that you set them free by the power in the name of Jesus. I pray for the prisoners, oh God, that you set them free from the, the prisons that their souls are in, oh God. And it is your will, oh God, set them free from their physical um, prison in the name of Jesus Christ. I also pray, oh God, that you would. um. You would help the people that are disabled, oh God, to see your love through your word and appreciate what you have given them, Lord, and help them heal them, oh God, according to your will in the name of Jesus Christ. I also pray, oh God Almighty, for the people that are orphans, oh God, that you would please be their father and mother and save their souls, the people that are lost their spouses oh god and you console them and and be show them your love through your word and i pray for the people that you have given one ministry or the other to do oh god that you strengthen them oh god let this not be a distraction unto them let them do it in your way oh god let them be under your messy path so that they can actualize their ministry oh god put them on the messy path to the glory of your name in jesus name we are covered with the blood of Jesus. Every prince of America, a prince of Nigeria, a prince of whatever um, country or whatever state that is hindering our prayers or that wants to try to hinder um, our answers or your messengers from coming to us, we said in the name of Jesus that they begin to bow. In the name of Jesus, they begin to. Bow and be destroyed in Jesus' name, and we plead the blood of Jesus, and we receive all the blessings that you have for us, all your answers, all your grace, all your power, your favor. We receive them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. So thank you for joining this week again. Um, it's been a nice time here. I enjoyed myself, um, especially with the revelation of the vine one. I didn't plan that. The Holy Spirit just took over, and I know it's for somebody. I pray that God will help us. So this vision, um, in in Daniel ten, I think the vision was. This is just the beginning of vision. The the in the the angel, the messenger from God, was just trying to tell Daniel the vision. In eleven, we will read the long vision. It's really long. So by God's grace, next episode, next. Bible study, you will see the total of the vision that the vision must be really powerful for the fact that the Prince of Persia was preventing the messenger from sending it to Daniel. Thank God for everything and we are blessed till I come your way again next week or next two weeks. Stay blessed and just remember that Jesus loves you, God loves you. And you will only feel it when you come back to reading God's Word.
1: Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chat room platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode.